Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We're beginning a brand new series today. It's entitled Genesis, A Gold Mine of Prophecy. Now, don't touch your radio because you might be saying to yourself, I think I just misheard Steve say Genesis and prophecy in the same sentence. Maybe he confused Genesis with the book of Revelation. No, no. Genesis is a loaded gold mine of prophecy. Let me give you a very concrete example, perhaps something we may not have thought enough about that we've heard many times. This comes from Matthew 24, one of the key chapters in the Gospels when Jesus talks about the end. He says in Matthew 24 and verse 37, as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. That's Jesus speaking, comparing his second coming to the days of Noah. He says it again in Luke chapter 17, or he didn't say it again, it's recorded again. Luke 17 and verse 26, as in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. So Jesus is explicitly teaching that the last days leading up to his second coming will be like the last days of the ancient world before the flood. So, if you desire to see a 3D preview of what the world will be like before the second coming of Jesus, then we need to take a very careful look at what the world was like before the flood, as described in Genesis chapter 6. And just a little, I don't know, teaser, I guess you'd say, for an upcoming episode in Genesis 6, that chapter is a key just as Jesus said, understanding the days of Noah and understanding the days of the Son of Man, but also the key for understanding what Fatima is all about, what the prayer of Pope Leo XIII to St. Michael the Archangel is all about, why the genocides, the world wars, and the infectious spread of falsehoods in the 20th century, it'll give you a real good understanding of what's happened over the past hundred years or so by studying Genesis 6. So what we are about to do in our prophetic study in the book of Genesis, the first 11 chapters, we're going to embark on a study called Protology and Eschatology. Now, let me tell you something. If you really want to move to the next level in your biblical studies. A, a very few words will enable you to understand when you're reading on a topic that otherwise you would think, boy, this is, this is, I don't have any idea what's being talked about here. And just be patient. And when you're studying prophecy, it's 
fairly important to learn a few terms. And I mentioned this earlier when we first started, but the word eschatology throws a lot of people. I mean, what in the world is eschatology? Well, in the Greek language, which the New Testament was written in, eschatos simply means last or last things when you're talking about prophecy. So eschatology is simply the study of last things. And for instance, in John 6, where Jesus said, this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So that word eschatos is the word for last in the last day. So the study of the last days is eschatology. Okay, today we're going to learn a term that you may not ever have heard of, unless you were with us for a little while and say when we got to Revelation 21, but the word protology. Now, you're going to figure this one out without me saying a thing, because we know the pro is a prefix that means like earlier, prior, or before. So if eschatology is the study of last things, protology is the study of first things. I first came across this concept uh, in a book entitled The Gospel of Genesis, Studies in Protology and Eschatology about 30 years ago. Uh, It was written by a man by the name of Warren Gage, and I like to give tribute to those who I get ideas from. I'm differing on how I understand protology, but the concept I got from Warren Gage. So, I'll ask the question for you. Did God really intend Genesis to be prophecy in addition to the early world history and early history of the process of redemption? I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures that are fairly important, okay? One is Isaiah 48:12, which is repeated basically part of it in the book of Revelation three times. This is God speaking, Isaiah 48, 12. Hearken to me, O Jacob and Israel, who I called. I am he. I am the first and I am the last. How does the book of Revelation begin? Revelation 1, 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega. What does that mean? Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. Omega is the last. I'm the first and the last. And at the very end of Revelation 22, 13, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And you see, Genesis and Revelation are really bookends. You don't want to really try to separate one from the other because they both reflect back and forth on each other. And in some ways, seeing this early 3D picture of God in the beginning, it's the same God who we are going to meet at the end. It wasn't like, you know, the process of uh, Darwinian evolution or some other God. No, it's the same God that created the world, will redeem the world in the end. And so there's a symmetry between the two. Now, here's a real zinger for you, and it's an important verse to remember 
when you're trying to understand the very basic concept of protology connected to eschatology. And it comes from Isaiah 46 and verses 9 and 10. And I'm going to read it twice because this, by the way, this is very important because I had people who have studied biblical prophecy for years. And when I say, what's next for Luke 21 radio? And I say the book of Genesis, I kind of like, what did you say? Yes. Okay. And here's, here is something to pay a lot of attention to. Isaiah 46, 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand. I will accomplish all my purpose. So if we're clever and go as a gold miner would into the book of Genesis and looking for indications that God put there for us to see that when we look at the end of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, we're seeing how things are fitting together in an amazing way. And only one person can do this, somebody who is outside of time. That's God. He says, there's nobody like me, declaring the end from the beginning, and then saying the same thing in a different way, and from ancient times, things not yet done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord. This is the beginning of the book of Revelation. Who is and who was and who is to come. Now, you go to the end of the book of Revelation just in case we're kind of sleepy by the time we get to the end of the Bible. He says it twice. The book of Revelation ends, chapter 21, with God saying, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and the end. Get this, guys. In case you miss it in Revelation 21, he repeats it in Revelation 22. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The Bible fits together, and that's why protology is a great way to understand eschatology. Simple question. What do you see when you get to the end of uh, the book of Revelation? It's a paradise. It's a paradise restored. In other words, if you go to the end of the Bible, the paradise restored was seen in protology in a place called the Garden of Eden in Genesis. And that was an indication that in the future, eschatology, we're not going to be floating around for eternity on some cloud without a body. No, we are going to be on a renewed earth, a new universe in paradise restored. Satan did not block God's plan. God, in the process of redemption, is bringing forth a plan greater than the Garden of Eden, but yet foreseen in the Garden of Eden. Okay, did I just come up with this? No, I've tried to give you the scripture for it. I gave you the book that got me on this track 30 years ago, but let's go to the Epistle of Barnabas. The Epistle of Barnabas is an 
early church writing, we don't know exactly how early it was, but it's generally grouped with the writings called the Apostolic Fathers, the earliest writings of the church. Uh, in some very early New Testament manuscript collections, it was even included as a book of the New Testament. It isn't, but people like Clement of Alexandria, Origen, and Jerome thought that it was written by Barnabas, the apostolic companion of St. Paul. We don't know that. We don't know who wrote it. But here's what you find in Barnabas 6.13. It's about the most concise statement of protology and eschatology that I've ever seen. It's this. Behold, I make the last things as the first. And I'm looking at the Greek here, and I don't want to throw Greek around, but I'm just going to read to you what Barnabas 6.13 looks like in Greek. He says, Behold, I make ta eschata, the last things, as ta prota, the first, eschatology and protology. You move forward a little bit in church history. The church father Origen, very famous in his book, First Principles, says this, the end is always like the beginning. If you really want to understand eschatology, go to the gold mine in Genesis for protology. And Warren Gage, that fellow who got me going 30 years ago, says an accurate formation of biblical eschatology should be squarely based upon biblical protology, that the ending of history could only be comprehensible within the categories of the beginning. Genesis provides us with that overarching view of what God will do that's sum summarized as we get to the book of Revelation. So, Genesis 1 through 11 is a gold mine of biblical prophecy. I think you're really going to appreciate this series in Luke 21 Radio. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 209. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.